Leading as to where we live because it is not wintry here. You it have is... a horn. I do have a horn. <laughs> Hello, I am Princess Unicorn. <laughs> oh my gosh. We didn't really look at that, huh? Sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of want to like talk like this. Like, <laughs> maybe just sigh a little bit. As y'all are hopping on, take the broadcast, share it with someone you know. Pastor Brian today has an awesome word. He's going to be ministering on how to apply the power of rest. You're going to want to hear it. It's going to be great at the top of the hour. But for right now, we are in our Lunch Plus segment time. So this is Family Chat where we hang out with you. We ask you questions. You give us answers. We hang out. Basically, this is just me and Marky talking with you yeah. guys because we love you. Yeah, so basically, like, when we started the broadcast and we're planning everything, we were like, okay, we have all these these games and these segments, and it's going to be kind of quick moving and everything. But we wanted to make sure that we made time to really get to talk to you guys and hear from you. So this is the time to hear from you, hear how your day's going, and and get to know you on a personal level while we're not busy with other stuff on the broadcast. And if you haven't done it yet, hit the bell to be notified when we go live because we are going to be putting out some awesome content this year. So if you're not subscribed to the Brian Wright YouTube channel, do so and then hit the bell to be notified when we go live. Yes. As good as the broadcast has been, as fun as it has been, as much as we've grown in the word and everything, this year is going to be so much better. It's true. Okay, Mark, Mr. Mark says, good morning. Buddy Hi, says, hello. good morning. Johnny yeah. says, hello. Serena says, good morning. Kevin says, guten morgen. And then Lisa Lamb says, good morning from Matthews, North Carolina with Sammy. Hello, Lisa and Sammy. Hi. Sammy, we miss you here today. I know. Sammy, we love you. We love all of you. Sammy is our, like, one of our production people that is, she's been here for, like, a month now, and she's been rocking it. So a day without her, we miss it's sad. Sam. 
Moment of silence. Okay, but she's alive, so it's <laughs> Yeah, you are alive. <laughs> Yay! Hi, Hannah Sailor! Okay, let's put up question number one. We want you to answer along, so put your answers in the comments. Abby says, good morning, I love you! So I'm going to give you a warning. Today's questions are kind of sentimental. They're kind of like, they're not like funny or weird. They're just like, oh, like, let me, Blake makes me smile. This is basically the great match game, just reversed. It is. Yes, it is. So what makes you smile, Eric? <laughs> what makes you smile? Put it in the comments. I love you, Rachel. Did you see the whole Andrea's comment thing? You probably I didn't. Did. Did I didn't. As you guys are commenting, the person who helps us get to 100 comments first, the fastest, you guys get a gift card on us. So make sure that you're putting your answers in. Rachel says goldfish. I love Rachel. See, this is why I wanted to do this question, was because I knew some people would put sentimental stuff, and then other people would be like Arabella and say food. <laughs> I appreciate the girls so much, because I read it, I'm like, oh, so mushy-gushy, which I'm fine with. Yes. I'm fine with mushy-gushy. I was not prepped for mushy-gushy. So Rachel's answer helped help soften this for me. I think something that really Kelly! makes- Hi! Something that makes me smile. Um, you yeah. make me smile like the sun. <laughs> da, 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 da. Something in my head, I don't know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, something that makes me smile is um, stuffed crust pizza. Ah, uh, good but, job. I love you. <laughs> but we're not, I don't want to talk about pizza right now. Side note, we're on day two of our fast. Can you <laughs> yeah. tell? Uh, the first three answers it have been It really food. does. Like, I got... Stuff so excited uh, with Buddy and Serena, you guys know, and Johnny, you know. Uh, we had a we had a youth meeting, and and Buddy was like, "What kind of pizza do you want?" And I was like, "I like pepperoni," but he was like, "No, but like really, like what kind of pizza do you want?" And I was like, "Well, if you really want to know, stuffed crust pizza, mm -hmm. Pizza Hut, yeah, Pizza Hut, I love absolutely. Pizza Hut is my like favorite. Pizza Hut, uh, thin crispy or stuffed crust. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop talking about this right we now. We babysat the shavers over the break. Not all the shavers, not Johnny and Holly, but we babysat like Arabella and Ben. And they mentioned Belzy, was it you? I think it was Bell. Was like, I want stuffed crust pizza. I'm like, I want stuffed crust pizza. Yes, that sounds amazing. So good. It's a good call. Johnny says cooking for people. Uh, Hannah Sittler had said sunshine. I think we missed a couple, but that's oh, we'll, we'll catch up. Serena says mashed potatoes. I love you guys and your food so much. <laughs> and then Serena says, also buddy. Mashed also potatoes, buddy. also buddy. Also buddy. <laughs> I didn't realize that Serena, made me like, smile. Serena liked mashed potatoes so much. Oh yeah. They're like her favorite of all the foods. Does it need to be like, what kind of mashed potatoes? Like homemade? Do you like like white mashed potatoes or like the red the red potatoes? Those are really good. I'm yeah. sorry. What? Like like <laughs> the uh, they're different are you kinds saying of potatoes. Mashed potatoes that are red, or are you talking the red skins the left red skin. in them? Okay. The red skin potato. Mashed like, what are potato. they doing you in Maine with your red hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> we have red potatoes. It's, it's peeps, whatever. No, it's not. <laughs> Hannah Seyfert says, ooh, my friends make me smile. Aww, so Hannah. Hannah went the Mishigishi route, super cute. Aww. Serena says, also Andy's mints. Food also may be on my mind because of the fast. And then Buddy is laughing a lot at mashed potatoes. Also Buddy, <laughs> by my wife. Aw, Andy's mints. Hannah Sittler, don't you like Andy's mints? Too? Andy's mints are excellent. Like, that's a solid candy decision. Most people don't pick at the gas station, but you really should. They're I, I only get them at um, Olive Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin says, hugs make me smile. Uh, Lisa says, also tacos. Tacos. What kind of tacos? Like, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at all of the fasting that's happening today. <laughs> Serena, or Serena, Pastor Nicole says, my family. Serena says, real mashed potatoes are my favorite. I don't discriminate, though. Ah. So yes. Buddy uh, says, Serena makes me smile, also pizza. <laughs> he put Serena first, though. It did. Hannah, Hannah Sittler is confirming the Annie's mints, I think. She said, yes, so good. Oh, we have a comment from Rachel Wright. <laughs> she says, also chicken nuggets and ranch, because we got really mushy-gushy again. Chicken nuggets <laughs> and ranch. I don't yeah. think. Yes. It makes sense. It totally makes sense. Have you not done it? I don't think so. Normally, if I go to like a fast food or something and get chicken nuggets, I'm normally like, like ketchup or like barbecue sauce or like some other like like honey original. Uh, if it's good honey mustard, it's usually not for me though. I'm usually like that weird honey mustard. <laughs> Hannah's here to also say also love stuffed crust Yay! pizza from Pizza Hut. Thank you. Lisa says seeing Dodge Challengers or Chargers. Those are cars. What's a Challenger? A Challenger, Challenger is like a sportier version of a Charger. Oh. Chargers have more um, room in the back for people. Interesting. They're wider, I think. Okay. Okay, question number two. <laughs> <laughs> What's one, oh my I told Atlanta. you, they're both sentimental. <laughs> What's one thoughtful thing someone did for you recently? When Buddy and Serena got me the stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> That was very thoughtful. You're so sassy. I'm not being sassy. I'm so serious. I know you are. I, I just am like so how you're serious. How you're priming the people for all of these like sentiments and it's like the stuffed crust pizza. I the made, best. I made a sentimental question and then just turned it into food. That's true. Rachel says uh, my mom got me goldfish. Exactly. Very similar. Exactly. Lisa says, go bear it, which means I got the challenger and the charger thing ah, right. Ah, good job. Yours, thank you, Enterprise. Glad you were here. Lisa says, Sammy helped me change my tire. That's true, that happened today. That apparently happened, I saw it on the Booma chicken line. And then Arabella says, won me a stuffed animal from a claw machine. We don't get to know who, just the someone <laughs> won me a stuffed someone. animal. Someone. Man, that's vague. I, I have a guess as to who, but I'll, I'll just leave it a mystery. And then Kelly says, Bill watching the kids so I could take a nap. Aw, that's super sweet. That, that is nice. And then Hannah says, a coworker is taking me out for lunch to, cel to celebrate my birthday after the fast. Aww. Buddy Crabtree is roasting Serena. <laughs> he says, when my wife prioritized mashed potatoes over me. And the crying smiley face. I love this. I don't normally get to see this. Normally they're all like sweet and cute, but like. There's a sassiness that lives in both of them. Against each other. It can be every now and then. It's very sweet. I don't see it. It's very fun. It's interesting. Serena says, Joni drove me home yesterday after I locked myself out of the house. Oh, <laughs> Joni. Then Kelly says, Barrett covering Bill and I in prayer on Sunday. Aww. I love you. Yeah, we love you. Johnny says, Holly got me new kitchen knives. Yes. Oh. Serena says, LOL. Buddy is my favorite and makes me smile the most. In all caps. <laughs> that was Serena's proclamation of, Buddy makes me smile the most. <laughs> and then Hannah says, my neighbors baked me cookies for Christmas. Oh, that, that so is cute. sweet. And then Joni says, Pastor Nicole photoshopped me in a family picture from the Christmas party after I had said, where am I? Aw, <laughs> that's cute. I, I think the thoughtful thing that happened recently is I have a heating patch currently like on my shoulder, like an icy hot patch thing type deal. Um, 
but I couldn't put it on. So George woke up this morning <laughs> before I came to prayer and he put it on for me. I also can't take it off. So that's either gonna be you or Abby later. So I think it's I gonna be thoughtful it. of you You're... and Abby later, ah, later to take it off. I'm so glad. Yeah, me too. I just had the last <laughs> sip of this. Yeah, me too, because that would have been fun TV. <laughs> it was, you dropped it on your phone. Yeah, it it would have been gone on your phone. It would have been a good test of how durable is the phone case that Abby bought me last year. How's it going? <laughs> Yay! God knows what we need before we even need it. I chugged this and it needed to happen. <laughs> We're gonna hop into memes. It's time. Yay! Take this time to share the broadcast. We're heading over to memes, but at the top of the hour, we're gonna hit in the word of how to apply the power of rest. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Right now, let's laugh with Marky and Abby. I'm excited about the excitement. Sure, that makes sense. What are you doing? Oh, you <gasps> Oh, no. Oh, you're wiki, fine. Wiki, she's word. a little bit invisible because she's wearing green and we have a green screen. Yeah. But it's okay. She'll it's just fine. be a little invisible. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so this is memes. It's time for memes. It's time Woo! to see. Are these memes relatable? I yeah. want to know. Do these relate to you? I know they're funny and everything, and I want to know which ones make you laugh, which ones make, I sort of say, make you cry. I, mean, <laughs> I don't I think thinking. any of them are gonna make you cry. From which laughter? One, yes, yes. Yeah. Which ones make you laugh, and which ones are relatable? Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> relatable. Like uh, this right now. <laughs> like this, is this relatable? But anyway, okay, put it in the comments. I want to hear from you. Which ones are your favorite? Because everyone has a different sense of humor, and so I want to hear from you, I want to know. Uh, Kevin said, I have missed memes with Marky so much. Oh, well, we're back. Too. We are back today. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Barry? I'm ready. Are you ready I'm with ready. your icy hot patch yep. that you can't reach? Yep. Okay, anyway, okay. Let's put our first meme up of the day. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Jason, and this is Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love this meme so much. It is so stupid. But I love it. Is that how you say his last name yeah. perfectly? Is I it think perfectly so. Momoa? Momoa. Did I do it right? I think that's right. <laughs> I have it saved on my phone and just every so often I'll scroll up to it and just laugh hysterically. This is Momoa. That honestly <laughs> looks a lot like my brother. Okay. And, oh my gosh, this one. I'm sorry about this one. And the award for the best neck wear of the year goes to, it's a tie! <laughs> Look at their blank Look stares. at, they don't, they're not laughing and the dinosaur is crying. crying. Yeah, probably just like you, because that I'm was like, such a bad joke. Can you see the, the orange dinosaur in this corner over here? The orange Look, one? The, the orange yellow one? one? The I orange, think it's orange? Which one? The one the right middle, next to you? In the middle. No, 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 that one's green. The, oh, in, yellow, in the middle of the, at the table with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, Look at his fair, and he's got like a. I still don't know which one you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Kevin said, that's hilarious. Gratian. Gratian. Gratian said, oh my gosh. It's relatable. <laughs> and Hannah's favorite is laughing. Oh, and Hannah Sittler is laughing. Serena uh, is laughing. Kelly is laughing. Great. Yes, you guys, you like them. <laughs> Hannah said, I don't get it. <laughs> it's the tide. It's the tide. It's it's, it's a tie. There's honestly there's nothing to get. There's nothing to get. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> when they sit another family with you at the hibachi table, it's like, oh, are we gonna be nice? <laughs> are we gonna ignore you? <laughs> are we gonna talk? Are we gonna be friends and family now? Or can we just pretend that this isn't happening? Are you an, an extension of our family? Or are we enemies? Not everyone ha may have been to a hibachi grill before, but <gasps> are they we, cook in front of you? They now? cook in front of you, but you have to share like if you yeah. only have a few people, you have yeah. to share one table with other people with like a whole nother family a whole that you just family. met yeah it's great unless you're having you, dinner unless you have a massive group yeah. you're gonna sit with strangers yeah. you're so. having dinner with strangers it's kind of nice though i like it i do <laughs> grayson said ha ah, this one i, I think just, she's talking about the hibachi one i just like his face it's just so <laughs> uh hannah saver said literally though hannah sittler said always be nice Yes, that yeah. is the goal. Of course. Um, Grayson said, oh my gosh, I'm crying at this one. Yay. Okay. <gasps> if uncomfortable was a picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That happened this morning. Oh. I was putting on my coat and I literally, I held, I held my sweatshirt to put my coat on. You know, like I'm not a parent, so I don't know how, I have, don't have experiences like this. But one thing I've thought of is like, when you have a little kid and like, what if you're dressing them and you dress them like this and you don't know it and the kid's like maybe one and a half and is not going to tell you. They're just going to be super And then, buff. like, I've had experiences like that where I'm taking care of my nieces and nephews and, like, halfway through the day I realize, like, their sock has slipped off. And I'm like, <laughs> you've been having to live like that. I'm so sorry. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> what did Becca say? Becca said, these grills are my absolute <laughs> favorite on earth. I love the food, but I have had so, I so have had, had so a had a moment. <laughs> but I have so had a moment like this. <laughs> Sorry, that was my fault, not yours. Okay. Okay. Kevin said, all right, Glass House, if the chef gives them more shrimp, it gets me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, I understand, Kevin. How to eat liver and onions. <laughs> Happen. So they put it in the trash, and then they lit the trash can on fire, and then they took the <laughs> trash the can ocean. and threw it into the ocean. I thought that was the nozzle of like a whipped cream can in the top right corner. And oh, the trash? Yeah, I didn't see the person's hand in the trash. Just ignore it. It took me a long okay. time. Um, I remember one time my mom giving me liver and onions, and I literally was bitter for years because <laughs> I was so mad that it tasted so bad. Is it like liver mush, or it's actual like livers? No, no, you it, no, it's I don't know, I don't I don't know, but it it it's a weird texture. It's not like steak Ugh. texture. It's and it has its own flavor, and yes. it's it's. Um, but many of you probably love it, and if you do, wonderful. I'm so Yum. happy, I'm so glad for you. <laughs> Great okay. for you. Yes, so glad, <laughs> so glad. Okay, what is our next Next. Name? Next name. Uh, friend, come <laughs> in, he don't bite. He looks like he do, <laughs> like he do. I mean, how many dogs have you gone to the house and they're like, he don't bite, and you're like, yeah, you do. They're like, he's super nice as he's standing there 
growling. Or have you ever heard them say like, it's only that one time. Like yeah. he doesn't normally bite. It was just that, <laughs> it was just one, that time. one time. It's just that one time, but you know, it's not gonna happen again. It wasn't his fault. And we don't think it's gonna happen again. No. So, but yeah, I'm always like, hmm, no, okay. Uh, Johnny said it's beef liver. Okay, anyway. Uh, me walking past the dishes in the sink. I don't I see don't them. I don't see them. I don't see them. Speaking of, I think I need to wash the dishes. So, okay. Uh, Becca said, I'm not a picky eater at all, but this, uh, talking about the liver thing, but this is like the, the one food I won't eat. Liver, liver mush, nothing to do with liver. I understand. I, I really like liver understand. mush. Is this our, is this our, how many memes do we have left? Is this like our, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, in case this. anyone wondered what a hedgehog getting an x-ray looked like. <laughs> they taped him down with painter's feet. Look at his little mouth. He looks like he's screaming. <laughs> Barrett said he has a cross on him. He looks like he's on a cross. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, Hedgehog. Why did you need and also what's sad, it's like why did he need a why did he need an X-ray? Is he okay? Is he okay? You okay? Okay. Uh, I just love that they taped his little feet. I know, it's sad. It's sad. Okay. Um, this is Abby. Okay, so yeah. guys, welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to Abby hey. Wright. Hello. Hey. This was this, from Barrett. This is from Barrett. This, yeah. if you want to know more about Abby, this is Abby. Hello. Okay. Nice says, to meet you. It says, an enemy is just a friend I haven't worn down. <laughs> Are you saying that you're the main character of a kid's cartoon? I'm saying that I'm going to be friends with you is both a promise and a threat. Yes. That is, Abby's like, you will be my friend. I, I will win you over. I have said this so many times. It's like, it's like a, Here's, it's like an accomplishment for her. Yeah, it's like it a really mission is. mission for her. Yeah. Welcome to my life statement. <laughs> Grayson referring to the uh, hedgehog said, he's so precious in a really gross way. <laughs> Hannah said, I thought it was an organ. Me too. I was trying to find the meme and I was like, why is there an organ on this meme? And I'm like, oh. The hedgehog. Serena, referring to the hedgehog, said, oh, that's so sad. And Becca said, oh, poor little guy. I want to rescue him. Okay. Uh, I think this is our last. Yeah, this is our last one. Why should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Because a toothbrush works better. <laughs> this, is, this is a Rachel and Buddy joke. In case you don't want to okay. know them better. This is literally a Buddy joke. Because I literally yeah. took this from Buddy. Um, yeah. Buddy doesn't know it, but he is. Yeah, there he <laughs> but, is. Buddy was uh, gonna. We we're gonna post it on something, and I was like, I'm taking this for memes with Marky. <laughs> so yes, I did take his meme. That was from him. So thank you guys for watching. Yeah. You guys did so good today, commenting and stuff. I'm so happy. I got to hear from you and hear which ones that you liked and everything. That was awesome. I loved to hear which ones that you enjoyed and everything. So. Thank you for joining us for memes. If you have any memes that you like, feel free to send us our way. So now <laughs> yeah. we're moving on to prayer. Yeah. Barrett. We'll see you right there. Stick around. It's going to be good.
Awards. And at the top of the hour, we're going to dive into the word of how to apply the power of rest. So make sure that you are on and watching that at noon. But before we hop into prayer, quick announcement. Becca Beard, you just became our 100th commenter of the day. To claim your gift card, you can go to whatsright.com slash gift. Thank you all for commenting. Keep them coming because, you know, as we hit other milestone numbers like our 500th comment, our 1,000th comment, pastor sometimes is inclined to give to those as well. So if we hit 1,000 comments today, guys, you could also get a gift card then too. <laughs> but before we do, let's just stop what we're doing and pray. <laughs> Grayson says, JoJo is enjoying the transition music. Honestly, so was I. I was like dancing along to it. But <laughs> as we come into the rest of this broadcast, you know, I didn't know that that's what the Lord had put on pastor's heart for the word. But in prayer this morning, that's what had come up to me as well, was resting, receiving the rest of God, walking in the rest of God, applying the rest of God. He is good and he's faithful. Whatever you need, it's found in him. His word says, in him we live and we move and we have our being. As we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, all things will be added unto us. So I don't know what your day has looked like. Maybe it's been hectic. Maybe it's been great. Whatever it's been, drop every weight and let's come before the king together. I want to pray for you. If you have any specific prayer requests, put them in the comments right now and we're going to agree and pray together. But let's just first step into his presence, receive from God and receive his rest for the rest of, the th of this day. Lord, thank you. Oh Lord, we thank you so much. You are the God who is more than enough. You are the God of instants, of suddenlies. You are the God who hears his children. You are the God who loves us. You are the God whose faithfulness is here every single moment for us. Your kindness causes us to not be consumed. Lord, we give you praise and glory. I thank you for every viewer that's on right now. I thank you that they were not consumed yesterday, but you protected them. Thank you, Lord, that you have plans for today. And just, if you can say this with me, physically do this though, like as you're praying, whether your eyes are open or not, just imagine yourself dropping every single weight you've been carrying. I, I imagine it sometimes like I'm holding a whole bunch of grocery bags. So <laughs> it feels like. And when I say that, I imagine myself just letting them go. But they're not going to hit the ground. The Lord is our keeper. So Lord, right now, we drop every weight. We drop every concern. We drop every care. And we set our eyes on you. Jesus, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You know the end from the beginning. Say this with me. I choose not to care. I choose not to carry weight. I choose to be in rest. Lord, right now for every person who's praying, I ask that the peace of God floods their home, their mind, their thoughts. Lord, I Thank you that you are a God of peace. You lead your children with peace. Let rest be in every home now in Jesus' name. Let peace be in every home now in Jesus' name. Lord, in families, in relationships, peace and grace be multiplied in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, over the picket home, I speak grace, peace, and fullness of life over that home. Lord, I thank you that your word says that by your stripes we were healed. I thank you, Lord, that one of the benefits of fasting is that the devourer is just rebuked. Any bondage or sickness or anything, disease, it has to go because healing is ours. And Lord, as Grayson and Dylan are pressing into you and seeking your face, I ask that a supernatural grace comes upon their home now. I thank you that things that used to be difficult and used to plague them, that they step out of those things now. I thank you that they walk into the fullness of life and health, that the kids are healed and whole and nothing's missing and nothing's broken. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. I thank you for every viewer. Lord, I thank you that this is our year of multiplied increase. I thank you that over each viewer who's watching right now, it's their year of multiplied increase. In the name of Jesus, give wisdom, revelation, and knowledge for what that increase looks like. Show us where to sow, show us where to plant, show us where to water, and show us where to harvest in the name of Jesus. But Lord, I thank you that we do all of this by seeking you first. Today, help us to hear your voice more clearly than we've ever heard it before. Help us to abide with you as we have never been with you before. I thank you that a supernatural intimacy comes on our viewers today with you, a hunger that draws them and compels them to thirst and to search for you, and that you are the God who answers, who hears, and I thank you, Lord, that you are going to surprise people with just how good you truly are. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we are going to say our daily confessions. I want you to say these with me. So join your voice of mine. Say these out loud and watch as God moves in your life through his word. Confession number three says, we have divine health in our bodies now and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Now declare that with me. That's what it says. So you just heard me say it. Now declare it with faith that this is yours. Ready? We have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Amen. And then our new one, hot off the broadcast from yesterday. This is the word of the Lord. It's our new confession that we're going to say every day. It's our year of multiplied increase. It's not just a year of increase. This is our year of it being multiplied. The increase you saw last year, that was just the beginning. God's going to do so much more. Okay, it's time for, yep, that's real. But take this time as we're hopping over there. Share the broadcast. Take this link and post it on your Facebook status. Send it to a friend. Tell somebody to hop on because you are going to want everyone you know to know how to apply the power of rest. It's going to be powerful. We're heading into that right as soon as Buddy and Abby are done. But yep, that's real. It's coming your way right now.
Majority of people think something goes one way, but it's actually the it actually doesn't go it's that way. It's not that Am way I using at all. my hands a lot? No, I uh, I'm just. Or were you just I'm using yeah. I'm I emphasizing. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put some images on the screen of two different variations of a popular brand or uh, or whatever. And there's gonna be two know. different versions, and we want you guys to be guessing which one you think is the actual real version. And if you don't understand, you're going to, like, in right now. Because we'll You'll just put it. up the first You'll one up on the screen right now. And so we have Curious George. Guys, does he have a tail or not? Basically, we want you to put in the comments, does he have a tail or not? Or you can just put left or right if you think what? the left one is proper or the right one's proper. But do you think, Abby, that Curious George had a tail? Well, put your answers in the comments right now. I would have said yes. Except for now, it doesn't look right with the tail. Mm. But I would have said yes. But now you don't know. But guys, what do you think? But monkeys have tails. That's a valid point. <gasps> Does a valid this point. mean he's an ape? I, well, George. Does, do apes ape. not have tails? Nope. Oh, is that what? Or a gorilla, is? maybe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't uh, think gorillas and apes have tails. Kevin Nowicki says, Kevin George. Kevin George. Curious George has no tail, but the main, the man in the ha yellow hat does. What? Like a tail coat? Coat oh. tail? <laughs> tail coat. Gosh, that can. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, let's find out. Did he have a tail or not? He does not, does not. have a tail. Guys, most people thought he did. Your childhood just changed. Mm -hmm. It just it really changed. Alright, let's put up our next one. We have, is it Febreze or Febreze? 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 How many E's are what? in Febreze? Oh, that rhymed. How many E's are in Febreze? Is it Febreze or Febreze? Or Febreze? Febreze. 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 Ah. Abby, which one do you think? So far, you're zero for one. Zero for one. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> well. Guys, put your guesses in the comments, too. Because We're you're... not getting that many comments. Guys, put your guesses in the comments. Yeah. Guys, help. Because you're asking, I want to say Febreze. Yeah. But it should be Febreze with two E's. Mm-hmm. Yep. But All right. I'm calling the right, even though it doesn't look right. Greg said, oh no. Kelly oh, said no. left. Uh, Greg says one E. All right, well, let's find out which one is it. It is indeed Febreze. Oh, it doesn't it's, look right. I know, it looks so wrong, uh, but that's the right way to do it. Guys. Welcome to the Mandela Effect, where you thought things were one way, but it's not. <laughs> Fabrizzi. Let's put up our next one. Oh. All right, is it Luke, I am your father, or is it no, I am your father? Guys, put put your answers in the que in the, question, in in the, the questions. Comments. Put your answers in the comments. Which one is it? Is it Luke, I am your father, or I is it no, I am your father? Have questions. You have questions. <laughs> what are your questions? You, Grayson <laughs> said, just checked under my sink. <laughs> That's smart. Fabrizzi. That's what you found. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's Kevin. I heard him. Oh, hi, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. <laughs> uh, you said no, I am your father a lot more menacingly. 
No, I no, am your father. I am your father. Or no, <laughs> I am your father. Which is it? Uh, it's no, I am your father, I think. Let's find out it. You're actually right. It is no. Don't because... sound so surprised. <laughs> I sorry, I didn't I didn't I, you did great. Uh, yeah, no, because Luke was Luke was like, he said you killed my father. And he's like, no. I, I am your father. Alright, one more. Let's put up our last one of the day. Alright, we got the uh, Monopoly man. Does he have a monocle? Uh, or no? Oh no. Does the Monopoly man have a monocle? No. Put your answers in the comments. Is it is the left one correct or the right one correct? Oh, Does no. he have a monocle? Kelly was like, no. Oh, no. oh she was quoting Luke when he was like, That's oh. <laughs> All right, Arabella says left. Uh, Becca says this one blew my mind. All the times I watch Star Wars, better. Yep. I'm just gonna go for it and say left, even though right definitely looks more right. So you're huh. saying he does not have a monocle? No, I don't right. think so. Let's find out. Does he have a monocle? He does what? not. Guys, why does he ever have a monocle? No, he never did. Never? Mr. Peanut had a monocle. Oh, and maybe, maybe that's... the guy from the Pringles can, who's like the same person. Yeah, he's the exact same person. He's just a chip. Uh, Pastor said maybe the new one. Really? What new one? The new. The new he has a monocle. Uh, on the new one. Monopoly. Monopoly. Monocle. Monocle. <laughs> okay, well, guys, this has been Yep, That's Real. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I just realized they're the same word. <laughs> but, but, Not really, but, but basically. But, yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. guys, now we're moving on to what's the word. Today we're talking about how to apply the power of rest. It's going to be awesome. So during this transition, do us a favor, share the broadcast, spread the word, like and we'll see you. Subscribe. Yeah. Do that stuff. See we'll you see. there. See, yeah. Welcome to What's the Word. Thank you for joining us today on Lunch Plus. We're so glad to have you. It is a great day. Is it a great day for you? If you believe it is, then confess it. Lord, this is a great, great day. And receive it right now. Receive it as a great day as part of what we'll be talking about today. But right now, like the broadcast, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you haven't done it before. Tell me who you are, where you're watching from. I want to know, and I'm so glad to be back here in the new year. We just praise God for you. And uh, we literally, you know, I say that, I've, I've found that I say that almost every day. We praise God for you. We do praise God for you. We are so excited to have you as a part of our family, um, the What's Right family and Lunch Plus family. And uh, we just praise God for you. We are excited to have you in our lives and to be a part of this family uh, it's awesome. It's growing. People are being saved. People are being healed. People are being delivered. There's increase happening all the time. And if you haven't seen it recently or you haven't seen it, you just get in faith and go with us and you will see it. 
And uh, just keep on, just trust the Lord no matter what you see, no matter what you feel. That's kind of what we'll talk about today. So amen. Grace says, word time. Woo-woo. I like it. Kevin said, westbound through Millinport, we heard you. Greg G says, hello from Charlotte. Johnny says, hello from High Rock. Uh, Johnny, has the weather changed in the last couple of days? How does it feel compared to last week? And a little bit of change. Uh, Grayson says, Gray and the girls watching from Monroe. Hello, girls. Hello. We love you. Uh, Serena says, hiya, watching from Albemarle, North Carolina, USA. And Kelly says, hi, from Riverview, Kelly Berardi. All kinds of testimonies coming through uh, to Bill and Kelly. That's awesome. We are so happy to have you and uh, on here and growing in the Lord. It's awesome. Rebecca said, Becca and the baby's watching from Oakboro. Piper was talking to you. Pastor Pop-Pop on her toy phone a few minutes ago. That's awesome. Kevin Buck on the highway to Lexington. That's better than the song. Amen. You're not on that highway. You're on the highway to Lexington. Amen. Being blessed. Hannah Sittler, hello from Locust. Uh, Marky says, hey, Kevin Buck. That's awesome. Johnny says, it is cold and windy. Not as windy as yesterday, but still windy. Rachel says, hello from the broadcast. She gets to be with us today. I think she's back there switching. We welcome everybody who's just joining us. If you haven't done it yet, like, share, subscribe. Let's jump in and amen. I want you, I want to talk to you today about how to apply the power of rest. So yesterday I was having a conversation. Again, this morning I was having a conversation And this came up in both of those conversations, and that is the power of rest, the power of easy and light. Um, I can see this uh, potentially becoming a book at some point. It's it's one of those things where uh, it needs to be said, it needs to be developed. And what I was talking about in the two conversations yesterday and today is that I don't think that I've seen a majority of people realize the power that's inside of rest, the rest of God. Uh, I see many times people will agree with it, but I'm starting to see this as a pastor more and more, is that I'll say things and people say, amen, and they agree with it. They're mentally agreeing with it, but they don't have that rhema revelation of it, but, but many times we think we do. We think we got it. We think we understand it, but we don't have it. And as I'm going forward in life, I'm actually, um, I'm actually seeing this more and more and more, that people will agree with the idea of rest, but they don't actually have a manifestation of rest. Um, and that's a lot of times people will agree with the idea of what we're putting faith in, but they don't have a manifestation of faith. So it's very similar to that. In faith, that's what we call mental assent, and it would apply here too. People, I've found, and I, and I recognize this first in myself, I would want to be in rest, and then I would find myself at the end of a day being very anxious. I would want to be at peace, and I would find myself not being at peace. Even though I knew God had peace for me, I'm trying to believe for peace and rest to be on me, but yet I wouldn't have it. In other words, I would agree with it, but I didn't have manifestation of it. And I want to talk about that today and applying the power of rest. Many of you have heard the story and the testimony. Uh, In 2014, we had 
a uh, just what I would call just a hellacious year. I mean, it was it was a mess, and it was not fun uh, in the flesh. It was not fun. I didn't like it. I was so glad for that. You talk about a year that I was happy to see the ball drop and turn to the next year. That year was a year like that. It just was not fun. And the truth be told, what happened in 2014 then carried over for several years following. There was, there was a harvest of that bad year for several years. Now, we handled it. We went through it. We, we were victorious in it. But, uh, man, that year just was stunk, you know. And I remember it was in January of 2015, and I had pretty much had this declaration. I will not have another discouraging year this year or any other year like 2014 was. This, and one of the statements I would make is, 2015 is not going to be a discouraging year, you know. And I found myself one day in January, uh, Nicole called me, and she told me two pieces of information. And uh, both of the pieces of information uh, could be very bad for the ministry. And both pieces of information, and it, both pieces of information uh, were basically out of my hands. It wasn't something I could do. It's something that people decided to do or not. And both of them could have been very bad uh, and so I did what I knew to do. I took it up in prayer, and I prayed over it. And uh, as I prayed early that morning, I felt the breakthrough. I felt that breakthrough power of God. I felt it. And so I was like, glory to God. And I went on down, uh, went on down the, um, the day, throughout the day. And, you know, that was maybe 8 or 9 o'clock, and then about, you know, let's say, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, it came up to me again. And, the, and I felt the pressure of it again, and it was trying to attack again. And so all of a sudden, I said, all right, fine. And I prayed over it. I felt the breakthrough. I felt the peace. And then I went on through my day, and then it came up again. And that happened about five times that day. And I'll say, after the day was over, I was getting ready for bed that night, and I was frustrated, and I was discouraged. And I said, I said, Lord, how, how am I discouraged? This is not going to be a discouraging year. Why am I discouraged right now? I don't understand. Like, I did what I thought I should do. Now, understand, I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. I'm being real with Him. I'm not being uh, irreverent with Him. I'm not... Uh, I'm not uh, you know, being angry with him, but I'm, I'm frustrated with myself. My, my answer is, I know, is something I'm doing. Something that I'm doing is not working. And the Lord said to me, he said, what have you been thinking on all day? And I want you to put that in the comments. What have you been thinking on all day? What have you been thinking on all day? And I said, I know, I said, and I knew the answer to that was the problem. I knew the answer to it was the problem. But I said, Lord, every time the problem came up, I took it to you in prayer and till I got the breakthrough on it, and then I let it go, right? And the Lord, that didn't satisfy. That answer didn't satisfy the Lord. He said this, what 
have you been thinking? He got more plain with me. And he said, what have you been thinking on all day? And as soon as he asked me the second time, I got it. I saw it. And I went, oh, my goodness. Even though I prayed in the morning and I had the anointing and the breakthrough, subconsciously I was still thinking that it was a problem. In other words, the power was there to be the solution, but I had not fully received it in my mind. I was out of rest in my mind. I was out of easy and light and even though I prayed through till I got the anointing, which was good, and that was the best that I knew at the time, that was what I knew. He was teaching me and taking me to another level. And all of a sudden, I realized I had been thinking on the problem all day long. And I realized in that moment, see, the, the issue was solved in that morning when I prayed until I continued to think on it. As long as I was out of rest on the problem, I kept it alive. Put that in the comments. As long as we are out of rest in the problem, on the problem, we keep it alive. We keep the problem alive. As long as we are out of rest, we keep the problem alive. As long as we are out of rest, we keep the problem alive. And I was literally, I recognized at that moment, I recognized at that moment, and I said this to the Lord, I went, oh my goodness, how many years have I been creating my own problems and adding weight to myself? And I wanted, I wanted to kick myself in, in the behind. I mean, I just went, oh my goodness, and I saw it. Because I realized that in my mind, I was not at rest when the anointing came through. I wasn't at rest. I, was, I felt the anointing. I felt the peace and the power to handle it. But in my mind, I wasn't at rest. And so what had actually been given as a solution, I opened it back up myself. I kept it alive outside of rest. And I went, oh, my goodness. And I just emit. You know, instantly in that moment, I thought of how many issues over how many years has this occurred? How many times has this happened? And it was just, I mean, it's just one problem after the other. And I realized I added the weight to myself. And the Lord, and, and the Lord basically showed me that. And he said, he basically led me to this thought. And that was, if you will stay in rest, it'll be easy and light. And that's when it really became a reality to me that when Jesus said in Matthew 11, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, if we're not in easy and light, it's a symptom that something is off. You know, in that moment, that wasn't something I knew before that moment. That wasn't something that I was aware of or had revelation of. But it was still off whether I knew about it or not. Remember the Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are in captivity for a lack of understanding. Two different verses, Hosea and Isaiah. And so one of the things that you see is that just because we don't know something doesn't mean that we're shielded from everything. Praise God we have his mercy that will help protect us, but we need to continuously grow in these things. And I realized in that moment I was creating my own problems. And so as I was in these conversations yesterday and this morning, 
um, I, was, I really wanted to relay how operating in the rest of God has been such a pleasure, and it makes things so easy and light. And there was a time when I really didn't know what I was doing with that, but now it is such a weapon against the enemy. Even the peace of God, you know, if you're in rest, you're going to be in peace. The peace of God is a weapon against the demonic in your life. The peace of God is a weapon against the demonic. And you want to see that in action, go to the story. You know, I think I have it right here. Go to the story in Mark chapter 4 when they're crossing the sea. And he says, peace be still. When he speaks peace to that storm, he's speaking a rest. Storm, be at rest in the name of Jesus. You know, by, by the authority of God, that peace was a weapon against that demonic storm. Our rest and our peace is a weapon, and the power of rest is a strength that every believer has a right to and should be walking in. The power of rest is something, is a weapon that every believer has a right to and should be walking in. We should be walking in it all the time. And I've found that now today, there's things that, you know, I would say in the last couple of years, there's been some major attacks that have come against um, Nicole and I, come against Boomerang. I mean, it's been in the flesh challenging. And, uh, and I will say this, in order to understand this concept, you really have to understand the three parts of man. The real you is a spirit being, the inner man made in the image and likeness of God who is a spirit. You live in a body that you can see, and that body carries with it the corruption of sin. <clears throat> and both of those, the spirit and the flesh, are giving inputs to our mind, our mind, will, and emotions, which is called the soul. So the three parts of man is spirit, soul, and body. And when you see the three parts of man in operation, you can understand what's going on. Your flesh is never, it says it always fights against the things of the Spirit. Your flesh is never going to be comfortable in the places the Spirit will take you. Put that in the comments, please. Your, our flesh <clears throat> is never going to be comfortable in the proper places that the Spirit of God takes us. Now, one of the things that you'll see is that your flesh is always going to view things as hard. It's too much. It's too heavy. I can't do this. I can't take this. That's the speech of a corrupted flesh. The, the Spirit of God, <coughs> excuse me, water went down the wrong pipe. The Spirit of God will lead us to the place where it says, this is easy. This is light. Even in Corinthians, it says, this momentary light affliction. It's talking about life. Talking about everything that we will face in life is a momentary and light affliction. A momentary and light affliction. How can the Spirit of God <coughs> call, call some of these things that we go through easy and light and a momentary light affliction? It's an affliction, but it's, it's momentary. It's just for a second, and it's light. And yet, these are the same problems that are completely destroying some people. How can the Spirit say that? Well, that's where humility kicks in, and we have to say, 
there's a truth in here somewhere. And that's where I found myself some years ago was I was saying, somewhere in here there is a truth that needs to be mined. It needs to be uncovered. And I'll tell you, those two, those two scriptures right there, um, they really changed the way I looked at things because when I heard the Spirit of God in all truth, remember the truth that we will know the Word, we will continue in the Word, we'll know the Word, and the truth will set us free. When I saw that the Holy Spirit gave me a word of freedom, calling everything I go through in life momentary and light, I decided that the Spirit's truth on that matter was more important than how I felt on it personally. And I received His truth instead of what my corrupted flesh is telling me. My corrupted flesh is telling me it's hard, it's heavy, it's too much. But the Spirit of God is telling me, no, it's momentary and it's light. Now I have to decide which one am I going to receive as the truth in my life. When I decided that I'm going to take the Spirit's word for it over the flesh's word for it, then I started to put the flesh down and I stopped listening to those voices when the flesh would say, it's too hard, it's too much, I can't do this, I just can't, whatever, fill in the blank. The Lord says, with God, all things are possible. The, the corrupted flesh says, I can't, right? And I, I realized that I've got two voices coming at me, which the Bible backs up. One's from the Holy Spirit through my spirit, and one is from my flesh. And I realized in that moment, I have a choice. Which one am I listening to? Now, see, that day, and that would be a step number one on how to apply the power of rest, is choose to listen to the voice of the Spirit over the voice of the flesh. That day, I want you to see something. I had some good actions. Even the Lord told me on that moment, he said, when you prayed and you got to the breakthrough and you got to the peace and the anointing five times that day in that story I told at the beginning, when you got to that point, that's a good thing. The issue is that when your mind and corrupted flesh brought the problem back up to you, you listened to it and accepted it at least on some level, which made it hard. Instead of listening to that, what I should have done is, that's already handled and not thought another thing about it. I, in, in order to apply the power of rest, we must pay attention to the voice of the Spirit only. So step number one is, choose what the Spirit is saying and has said. Choose what the Spirit is saying and has said. So now I want you to see this. Number one, the Holy Spirit has spoken to us about the whole rest of our life. No matter what we see, no matter what we feel or what it looks like, He's already spoken to us that it is a momentary light affliction. Will you put that uh, scripture up in the comments for them? Find that. I think it's in uh, maybe 2 Corinthians 4 maybe verse 18 or so. Um, but what we want to see, and then that might be setting our mind on, on those things above, but it's right in that same area, I believe. What we want to do is say, Lord, this is your truth. But I can take that scripture for myself and for the rest of my life, the Holy Spirit, thank you, 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For the rest of my life, I've already 
received a word from God that it is momentary and it is light. I've already received a word from God in Psalm 23. I'm going, I may go into a valley of the shadow of death, but I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not sticking there. I'm not staying there. I won't be found dead in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going through it. And see, these are things God's already told us. He says in 2 Corinthians 14, He is always leading me to triumph in Christ. If I take him by the hand, I'm going to that triumph. I will take him by the hand, and therefore I will go to that triumph. See, these are words of truth that leads me to freedom. If I'm looking at the situation or the potential problem, then I'm not looking at a freedom truth. I'm looking at a bondage fact. You know, the difference between truth and fact. Factual things can be physical facts, but the truth will set you free. I'll give you an example of that. A doctor's report. A doctor's report may be a fact of what you're facing, and you need to face those facts. But the truth is that I am the healed of the Lord. As he is, so am I, in, even in this world right now. He's not sick, I'm not sick. He, by his stripes, I was healed. So that truth will set me free from a fact. Facts are not to be ignored. Facts are meant to be dealt with. And, but I have to, how do I deal with a fact properly? I apply a truth. And so in order to move into the power of rest, I have to choose truths over worldly facts, easy truths. So then you look at the same verse, uh, the same type of thing in Matthew 11, verse 28 and 30. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. Most of y'all know this, you've heard this, but what I've found is people will amen it, but they don't have a rhema revelation of it. It's not real to them. And I will say it like this, as a, as a marker, as something to kind of wake us up from the slumber. And I will say this, that uh, if you are not in easy and light, it indicates that something is off in my walk with God. Because in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, Jesus says a promise, an absolute promise. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest is not heavy and hard. Rest is at peace. It's easy and light. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for your mind, will, and emotion. See, that's where the weight of it is, is in our mind. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, Jesus said, because it really started to irritate me when I got a revelation of this, I'd watch people all over social media say, God never promised us it'd be easy because they heard some preacher say it that didn't know the word. They thought that, oh man, that's right. That matches up with my situation. But it doesn't match up with the truth of God. He did say it would be easy. He said it would be light. He said it'd be a momentary light affliction in 2 Corinthians. He said it would, point blank, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. In other words, now he, what he didn't promise you is that if you do it your own way, it would be easy. He didn't promise that. He said, if you come to me and you do it my way, it is easy and light. We have to go to him. We have to yield ourselves to him 
take his yoke upon us. Where he goes, we go. If he turns left, we turn left. If he turns right, we turn right. If he goes up the hill, we go up the hill. We learn, and he is so gentle, he'll teach us how to go, where to go, but we have to yield to him. We have to make a choice. So the second part of, of applying the rest of God is we must come to him. We have to go to him. We have to humble ourselves to God. The third part is we have to do it his way. If we want to operate in rest and we want to operate in easy and light, we have to do it his way. We can't keep doing it our way. We have to do it his way. So, you know, number one, what's the number one thing that I said? Choose what the spirit is saying above what the flesh is saying. Number two, come to Jesus. Come to him. Number three, do it his way. We have to come to him. We have to do it his way. We have to choose what he has said over the other. If we don't do that, we will instantly be outside of rest. And now I want you to see this. Outside of rest, we're outside of the flow of the anointing of God. It's going to be hard. We're going to find less solutions. But when we come to him, and when we do it his way, when we take his yoke upon us, all of a sudden we find that we are yoked up with an anointing, a heavenly supernatural power that destroys the yoke of burden, destroys the yoke of heaviness, destroys that yoke of it being hard and heavy. He destroys that. All we have to do is link up with him. One of the major ways of linking up with him and doing it his way, and this would be part four, Really, all of this goes together. If you're doing one of these, you're really doing all of them, okay? But to define them, to show us areas where we may be missing it, part four you can see in Philippians 4 and in uh, 2 Corinthians 10 where we have to take every thought captive and Philippians 4 says, think only on things worthy of praise. So if you go back to that day that I was telling you that story about, you'll find that I responded and I resisted the wrong thought, but when the thought came back up to me, I meditated on something that wasn't worthy of praise instead of going, Lord, thank you, that thing's already handled, and it's gone, you know? I, I, didn't, I didn't linger. I should not have lingered on the problem. I should have lingered on the solution, the thing that was worthy of praise. I should have started thanking God right then. I, I should have started praising him. I should have, instead of like, oh man, I need to pray over this again. I need to handle this again. Well, that's a perpetual cycle that never ends. That's a never-ending cycle because the devil will just keep throwing it at you. And every day you're like doing warfare. Oh, glory, I got to pray. Shonda, you know. And all of a sudden, every day you're doing warfare when it's already, you already have the victory. Why are you praying over something you've already prayed for and got the anointing and the victory over? See, the devil knows how to take where we are and throw things at us to keep us in this perpetual cycle of hardship. So now today, when things come up to me, I'll say, okay, well, it'll work out. We win. Glory to God. It's coming through. And I might not know the answer yet. I might not even prayed about it yet. But before I even start praying over it or seeking the Lord on it, I, the first thing I think of is I already am in the victory. I already have the victory. If I'm facing it, I have the victory. I know I have the victory. 
and I will not be denied from it. We're moving to triumph right now. Uh, Jesus is leading me to triumph. I am going to take him by the hand, and I will go to triumph with him. So these are things, but what I find is that I've done this before. I've watched a lot of people do it before. If you think about this, remember where it said, come to me, he said, I will give you rest for your souls. Because in the soul, the mind, will, and emotion, that is what sets the standard of heavy. If you think about that, what makes something hard? Is it the situation itself that makes it hard? No, you can have a situation. Other people just walk right by it because it's not directly attached to them. It's not the situation that makes it hard. It's what we think about that situation that makes it hard. So uh, think about this. I've watched this multiple years, and I've watched it. I've, I've had leaders that I've called, and I've told them what I'm going through, and they've laughed at me. And you would think, well, how rude of them to laugh at you. Eh, before you make a judgment, you might want to know some more scripture. They would laugh at me. What are they doing? Well, the first thing is, I know Isaiah 12, 3 says, with joy we draw from the wells of salvation. So maybe they're not making fun of me. Maybe they're entering into the joy of the Lord. And remember it says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. He's laughing at the enemy He's laughing at the enemy that's trying to make a play against his children. So I've had leaders who I tell them my problem and they start laughing. Well, do they know something that I don't know? Instead of me acting like I know that they're wrong, how about I, I take a place of humility that says, what do they know that I don't know? What is that? And many times, and I've found it come out of me too as a leader, is somebody will bring something and I'll start laughing. Why? Because one, I know that this is going to end well. Two, I'm instantly now entering into joy and entering into a rest of God to receive an anointing that will break the yoke of that person that's telling me that story. So as a leader, I'm moving into joy to handle that because with joy, I draw the salvation that's needed for this moment. And so many times, and we'll look at Jesus, and he'll say, you know, when they're out on the boat, he says, oh, you of little faith. If you say that to somebody today, they'll get ticked off at you because are you telling me I don't have enough faith? Yes, yes, I am. I'm saying probably most of us don't have enough faith and praise God for the mercy of God. But here's, here's what I'm saying. We all are growing in it. Don't get mad because you're not at it. Get mad at the devil for, for tricking you into thinking that you can't do it. And let's go after God because if God's laid it out there, we can go after it. Let's not be bound by a ceiling of a little faith. Let's, let's say, Lord, show me this. Show me where I can go to. And let's stop letting that ceiling block us from going to the heights and the destiny that God has planned for us. Let's go after that. All right? So now you see this. People can get upset at these things instead of getting real with them. And because of that, they will, they will lock themselves under a ceiling of mediocrity and a ceiling of average for the rest of their life because they're not willing to judge themselves on these items. 
part of the breakthroughs that we have today and that we've seen and gone through is because when we hit these hard moments and it looked like the finger was pointed at us, we received the finger, uh, we received that finger pointing at us and said, okay, let me change me. Let me change me. If you will judge yourself on that, the judgment in a corrupted world won't befall you, right? There's a judgment attached to this corrupted world, and you won't, you won't have it if you will judge yourself. I'm, I'm, even, I'm going to show you this in a second in Hebrews. But one of the things I want you to see is this, is that we need to get to the place where the joy of the Lord and the rest of God overflows us instantaneously, and we don't immediately move to the place of, oh, God, this is going to be so hard. I don't like this. No, this is going to be easy. It's going to be light. I'm taking the promise of God, and I'm applying it right now. Uh, my flesh might not like it, and that's what I was getting at before is our flesh views things one way, and right here in the soul, things are determined to be heavy. Now, I want, I want you to see this. Just like if we go to a gym, if, if we go to a gym and we have a guy that's not ever been there and he passes you know, a 50-pound bar to bench press, he's going to think that's heavy. He's never developed his muscles. But you take a guy that's been going to the gym uh, for 20 years, he passes the 50-pound bar, and he thinks that's easy. And what's the difference? Development. There's development. It, in this case, it's a development of the mind, a development, a renewing of the soul. Remember, it says to renew our minds. We must renew our minds to what the truth of God is versus the facts of a corrupted world. Most of our life, we've been taught the facts of a corrupted world. Many of us are just now receiving the truth of God in this issue. And the difference is we don't have a developed and muscle-filled mind towards the truth of God. So we'll look at a situation and we will see it as hard. We'll see it as hard. But to God, it's not hard. See, our spirit that's renewed in the image and likeness of God and completely made the righteousness of God in Christ, it's not hard to your spirit man. It's, it's hard to a corrupted flesh man, but it's not hard to your spirit man. Your spirit man is made in the image and likeness of God. It is a deception and a lie that it's hard for you, the spirit man. That's a deception. That's a lie. So part, part five of applying it, don't receive the deception that it's hard for your spirit. Don't receive the deception that it's hard for your spirit. It's not hard for your spirit. It's easy and light. Most of the time when we feel like it's hard, the issue is we are turning up the volume on the flesh voice instead of the volume on the spirit voice. And so because of that, and we've been used to it, so we've turned the volume up, you know, turned it up on one and turned it down on the other, and what we need to do is reverse that. Flip that, reverse it, turn the volume down on the flesh and turn the volume up on the spirit. Stop listening to a corrupted flesh telling you you're a sinner. Stop listening to a corrupted flesh 
If you're a believer, stop listening to that telling you that you're unworthy. Stop listening to a corrupted flesh telling you this is too hard. Stop listening to a corrupted flesh telling you this is going to be a problem. Stop listening to a corrupted flesh telling you you're not going to make it. Stop. That's all lies. It's all deception because God has already handled it right here. He's already handled it. He's already leading you to triumph. He will not allow you, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. He is faithful. And so I wrote this um, to, uh, I was actually in a forum with some people, and I wrote this, and I wanted to just read it to you because I want you to, I want you to see it again. And it would say, they were talking about God never promised that it would be easy. And I said, I would say that we actually do have a promise from Jesus that it would be easy, as found in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. The difference is found between the reaction of the corrupted flesh versus the faith of our newly created spirit. Understanding the three parts of man, the spirit, soul, and body, really, really helps us when interpreting Scripture. The corrupted flesh will see something as hard and heavy, but a person walking by their newly created spirit will see it as easy and light. They can do this because of the promises and the character and nature of God. See, they can see it as easy and light, not based on who they were before God, but who Jesus is and the character and nature of God and the promises that he's given us. He's leading us to triumph. And they can say, if, if leading us to triumph is a reality, it's easy then. I'm not even the one doing it. It's God doing it. And he will do it because he is not a man that he should lie. That makes it easy. See, when we just accept that it's going to be hard, we're automatically saying God can't do it or won't do it. But, and that's, what's, that's where our belief is because we're saying, I don't know if we're going to make it through this. You're saying God won't do it. And that all of a sudden now, the weight and that thought in our mind becomes heavy. And I want you to know, and then science has proven this, when you receive that weight in your mind, it comes out in the flesh. It causes people to stress out. It causes them to have a lack in their immunity. It causes them to pass away early. It causes them to, to get sick more often. All of these things because of the mind. God's given us an answer for that. It's not just training the mind to worldly things. It's training the mind and renewing the mind by the word of God. That we have a God who loves us, has help for us in time of need, and he is getting his grace to us all the time, but we have to receive it. So, the corrupted flesh will see something as hard and heavy, but a person walking by their newly created spirit will see it as easy and light. They can do this because of the promises and the character and nature of God. That new spirit then can trump the corrupted flesh every time if we will walk by faith in the knowledge of God. If we will adhere to what the Holy Spirit is moving our spirit, our born-again spirit to, and we, will, and we will utilize that and walk by that, it will supersede and trump that corrupted flesh problem every time. As an example, an example of this is Jesus on the boat with the life-threatening storm, with the disciples 
uh, in Mark 4, 35 through 41. Many of these disciples were on the water a lot. They were still deathly afraid. This was a significant storm and trouble. This was a fact. It wasn't that they, they didn't need to say, I don't believe you're there, storm. No, the storm was there. Trouble was there. Life-threatening uh, storm was there. It needed to be dealt with. Both Jesus and the disciples were in the same situation, but one approached it from the flesh and the other approached it from the spirit. And there you see the dividing line. And the word of God, the word of God, they, Jesus approached it from the spirit and from God's word when the father said, let us go to the other side. Remember, Jesus only said what he heard the father said. So the father spoke that word, let us go to the other side. When the father said, let us go to the other side, all the power was in that word and Jesus was moving by the spirit and the word and the promise of power in that word and they were moving by fleshly corruption. To them, it was hard. In his word was the promise and the easy provision to overcome the trouble. The disciples and Jesus were in the same scenario, but Jesus, as our example of how to live, applied faith and the word and had it easy. While the disciples at the same time, in the same situation, were in the flesh and looking with fleshly eyes, they feared for their life, they were in pressure and in hardness. Same situation, totally different a way that they approached it and different way uh, that they perceived it. One perceived it as heavy and hard. The other one was light and easy. One was moving by the spirit. They had light and easy. Moving by the flesh, they had it heavy and hard. All right, now, if we accept that life is hard and not easy, then we will have that and think that God did it. Now, I want you to see this. Doesn't the word say, he said this, even as your faith is, so be it unto you. This is a principle of the kingdom. So if you think that this world is hard and heavy and you don't receive the truth that God's already spoken in 2 Corinthians and in Matthew 11, then you are going to have what you believe and you're going to think that God was behind it. But God wasn't behind it. He gave us an alternative. He gave us a solution. He's already declared it in holiness. This is easy and light if you'll come to me and you'll do things my way. He said it's easy and light. He already declared everything you face is by my truth a momentary and light affliction. So either that's true or God's lying. And that's what we have to face. So if I don't feel like that's true... And but God's not lying, then something is lying to me, myself, some outside force, and I have to recognize that deception and deal with it so that I can move into the easy and light that God's called. And I want you to see this, it's not just your life that's on the line. In this particular circumstance, the disciples, it looks like, are dead in this death storm if it wasn't for Jesus. And so what you'll find is your knowledge of easy and light and the rest of God is going to affect not only your life, but the lives of people around you, as it should be. This is a part of the plan of God, that believers will walk filled with his glory, 
so that their light will shine in the midst of deep darkness so that people will say, I want what you have. I see you going through this, and it's easy for you. It's easy. What amazes me are the number of people that will see somebody operating in ease for years and years and years, pastors that will watch other pastors in ease for years and years and will fight against that and never humble themselves because of pride of their doctrine. And many times believers will do the same. No, I just don't believe that it can be easy like that. And I just think that, you know, Pastor Brian's all, they'll never come and ask. They'll never examine the scriptures. And that's the lack of humility that sinks people. And actually that leads to a fall because pride leads to a fall. But when we humble ourselves, we find grace and greater grace. It's easy. Now watch this. If we accept that life is hard and not easy, then we will have that and think that God did it. But if we accept the word of easy from Jesus, the word of rest from Jesus, we will have that. Matthew 8, 13, 8, 13 Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. That's what I was talking about before. So how we think and believe towards life be it easy or hard, is how we will have it. You know, I wrote on here, I desire that everybody that's hearing this will have it easy in overcoming the death storms of life for themselves and others. God is so good. God is so good. And you can see those scriptures again, Matthew, um, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Uh, you can see uh, Mark 4, 35 through 41. Now, I want you to understand something. What made the situation hard in that story with Jesus? Why were the disciples in hard and Jesus wasn't easy? Every bit of it was in their mind. Every bit of it. There was either a rest in their soul or a, or a hardness in their soul. They saw the storm, paid attention to the storm, and the weight of it weighed down their mind so much that they fretted for their life. They were under such pressure they fretted for their life. But then you see Jesus in the same situation, but his eyes through the Spirit caused him to see the easy and light because the promise of God said, we're going to the other side. And so he's going to the other side. He's going through this storm. He's not stuck in the storm. He certainly isn't dying in this storm. He's going through it. And now I want you to grab a hold of that, that spirit of faith that's rising up now. Look, I'm going through it. I might have felt like this in the past. I might have acted like the disciples before. But in the name of Jesus, I'm going through now. I'm going through now. And all of a sudden, things change. I'm going through. I'm going through. Put it in the comments if you're going through. I'm, if, you can't, if you can't type it out, shout it out loud if you can. If not, go back to this later and watch it and shout it then. I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm going through in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to see this. This last part is in Hebrews chapter 3. We're talking about the power of rest. And, and to finish up, I want to tell you this. Since I got a hold of this, you know, I, I didn't get a hold of this just by revelation only. I went through crisis. And what I found in that crisis is I came to a place where either I just ditch all of God because I don't believe it, or I've got to change Brian. 
And I couldn't, I was, I was on the phone uh, this morning and the person I was talking to made a great comment. They said, who else would I turn to? And it was a statement of faith. I was like, that's exactly it. Who else would you turn to? That's the same thing that the disciples faced. I think it's in John 6 where they had a hard time, you know, hard time hearing what Jesus was saying. He said, you want to go to? And the proper response was, who else would we go to? To whom, where would we go? You know, you, Jesus, have the words of life. But I found myself at this crossroads. I found myself multiple times, but specifically one moment at this crossroads. Like, Lord, everything I'm doing doesn't seem to be working. I'm trying to believe on you. I'm trying to go after you, but it's not working like it should be working. And I'm at this crossroads because to me, looking with the eyes of the flesh, it looks like your word is not true and it's not coming to pass. It looks that way. I, I have a feeling that that's not the case, but that's what it feels like. That's what it looks like in the flesh. And the issue is, at that point, if that's the case, if that's the case, then I need to stop doing what I do. I need to stop preaching. I need to stop, I need to stop believing you because I can't, one, live a lie. Two, I don't want people to, to fall for something that's not true. And I need to decide, do I actually believe that you are leading me to triumph all the time? Do I actually believe that you're my provider? Do I actually believe that you're my healer enough to the point that even when I can't see any fruit, I still trust you? And the power of that, Lord, I still trust you. And that's where I landed. Lord, I trust you. And I'm telling you, when that heartfelt decision hit my life, all of a sudden, I'm telling you, the weight of what I was seeing dropped. A rest and a peace came in. And I'll tell you, the last part, the last two parts of how to apply the power of rest. Number one, don't harden your heart, or the last, whatever number it is. Don't harden your heart. And, and the last part, seven, is it seven? Trust him in, with all your heart every year. Give him an absolute trust. Most of the time when people are having hard and heavy, it's because there's a piece of them that doesn't fully believe that God can or will do it, doesn't have their trust in that area fully. And you may or may not like hearing this, but the issue is this right here is what will turn it. Many times he doesn't have our absolute trust. We still believe that it could go wrong. He doesn't have our absolute trust in our protection. Lord, I, I just don't, I don't, I think it could go wrong. He doesn't have our absolute trust in our finances, in our provision. He doesn't have our absolute trust in healing. He doesn't have our absolute trust in deliverance and restoration. He doesn't have our absolute trust in our fellowship. And because of that, because we don't trust him in that area, he's not the one carrying it. We are, and it gets heavy telling you, 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 this message today 
you need to share it with people. There's an anointing on this to break people out of this forever. If they will hear this, listen to this message over and over and over again until things start to break loose in your life in freedom. We have to trust him with an absolute trust in, and I'll say this specifically, in every area, in every area. We can't leave areas untrusting. You know, that's why I'll tell you, deal with fears. If you've got a fear of heights, go deal with that fear of heights. Talk to the Lord about it. Go do things to break that fear off. You've got a fear of mice, spiders, snakes. Deal with that. Because if you don't deal with that fear, what you're allowing is an area of your life that doesn't have God in it. Because if God's in there, perfect love casts out all fear. There was no fear in love. So you've got to let God get in. That's an absolute trust in every area of life. And a lot of times people don't deal with these fears. They just bury them, and then they come up and haunt them at multiple times. But because they buried them, they're hard to locate and put your finger on. Deal When you see a fear, deal with it. Deal with it. When you see an area where you're not trusting fully, you deal with it. Now, if, if you read the story of Job, if you look at the story of Job, you know, this man had more stuff happen to him than I would say the majority of people I've ever met in my life. I don't know anybody that's had more happen to them than what happened to Job in a moment. Now, there can be those people. I'm not saying they're not out there. I'm just saying I don't know any. But I want you to see this. Obviously, from chapter 1 to Job all the way through to when God starts speaking in, what, chapter 32 or, or something like that, uh, 38, 40, somewhere around in there. When God starts speaking, you can tell Job's not settled. He's not perfect. He doesn't have all his thoughts together. He's off. And so much so that God himself shows up and starts correcting his thinking. And, you know, and starts out with, were you there when I did this? You know, oh, you who know so much. You know, He starts dealing with Job's thinking. So Job's thinking wasn't perfect. But let me show you something that that set Job in the place to be restored double. What set Job in the place to be restored double is even when his family was killed and he lost everything, in Job chapter 1 and verse 20, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know why it was going on. But he said, he said Lord, no matter what, I trust you. His actions, all, what he did, his actions show that. He hit his knees, he shaved his head, hit his knees, and worship God. That right there was a trust that even though his thinking was not right, that trust pulled him through the valley of the shadow of death. We have to find our place of rest through trust in God. Lord, even though I don't know the answers, I trust you. When you see the story uh, about uh, it, when Jesus asked the question, he said, who sinned, or they asked him, who sinned, this man or the, or the child when he was uh, lame, I believe, or blind? He said, who sinned, the parents or the child, right? And the issue was, Jesus never answered that question. See, we're trying to apply these things and, and trying to figure it all out. The key is, do you trust God? Then he says, who sinned, who sinned more? You know, the one that the towers fell on or the priest who got slaughtered in the temple? Who said more? Again, again, Jesus didn't answer the question because he was dealing with the real problem. Regardless of why or how or how you got here or where you are, or how you got to this place or what you did to cause it, regardless of all of that, regardless of all of it, do you trust God? 
See, that's what pulled Job through. He trusted God. His thinking was off. You can see that through the rest of the book. His thinking was off, but his trust of God pulled him through. And see, that's what happens when we feel hard and heavy and we don't feel easy and light. The first thing we need to do is say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you above everything else. And you know, I found many times when you're going through this and you're going to that, it ends up being a, a place of tears. Like, Lord, I, like, I feel this weight. I feel this pain. And I know I need you. I know I can't do this myself. And see, that's the issue. That's the part of you that hasn't been crucified yet. It's that part that realizes I can't do this on my own. Lord, I've got to trust you. And it's something, there's something supernatural that happens when we finally say, Lord, I put it in your hands. I'm not trying to handle it anymore. I'm not, I get it. You better handle it or else I'm going down and that trust and all of a sudden that, that last pit part of the corrupted flesh is crucified. I'm not saying you won't have more to change, but that, that's the key to opening up the change that you need. And all of a sudden, because that, if you'll maintain that heart for the rest of your life, it'll just, it'll pay off big time. Keep that heart. That's the heart that's needed. That humble heart. Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need you. I've got to have you. But I also know that when I put my life in your hand, it's going to work out. I found that these moments, they often end in tears <laughs> for the person going through them. I mean, just a, and it's a good thing. It's a right thing. It's a God thing. It's the end of a fleshly trust and the beginning of a godly trust. And in that moment, the rest of God comes as a reality and a manifestation. And now, years after I've done this and as I've gone through, now what the thing that I can tell you as a testimony is, as I keep going back to the rest of God, as I keep going back to that, oh man, it's just and light. Because there'll be big things that come in and big things that you're facing, and yet, they will just melt away because in the trust and the rest of God, his anointing can flow. And so the Lord goes before you and starts handling problems and knocking them out of the way. And you don't even face as many problems as you were going to face. And if you do face one, you just peace be still it. And all of a sudden it goes away and it's just easy and light and you just sail through life and, and you will be a testimony to the people around you. I have more that I want to say. We're going to come back to rest tomorrow. We'll look at Hebrews. We'll probably have a conversation around this rest because there's more I want to tell you, but I don't feel like right now is the moment. The question is right now, do you trust God? Do you trust him? No matter what you've been facing, no matter what you've been going through, this is not just a year of increase like last year. This is a year of multiplied increase. I know some of you have seen it and some of you haven't seen it, regardless of what you've seen. The just shall live by faith, not by sight. They'll live by faith, not by a corrupted world fact. They'll live by faith. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. Oh, glory to God. Father, right now, open up our hearts to put down trust of self and pick up trust in you like never before. Right now, Lord. So Thank you for your anointing on this message, Lord. 
to break, to break the bondage of heavy and hard. I just feel right now, some of you need to say it, maybe say it out loud, maybe put it in the, in the comments. Lord, right now, I lay down heavy and hard on the altar of God forever. I lay down heavy and hard on the altar of God forever. And Lord, I trust you. Lord, I'll move into, I'll move into your rest and let the power of your rest solve the issue. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about going home and taking a nap, although that can be a part of rest. I'm, I'm not talking about that directly. I'm talking about the trust of rest in your heart towards the things of God. That trust of him that causes you to be at peace. That even in the midst of a storm, even in the midst of the storm, all of a sudden you just have a peace. And if you've not had that, don't fret because you've not had that. Just step through these steps that we've talked about already. If they'll put them back in the comments, try to put them back uh, in my account so everybody can see them. If they'll put them through, start stepping through these things, making these things a reality in your life. Just apply these things. Apply these steps in your life and watch how they'll start to, the, the hard and heavy will start to melt away. But instantly, as soon as you put your trust in God, and you just, Lord, I mean, in the midst of, think about that in Acts, where Paul and Silas are in the, in the jail. They just got beat. They're put in the jail cell. How in the world, after that, they're preaching the gospel, how in the world do they start praising God? How does, how does that happen? Who feels like praising God in that moment? No fleshly man feels like praising God. How do they do that? In the rest of God. In the rest of God. <laughs> In his rest. How does, how does Stephen lay his eyes towards heaven and see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the Father while he's getting stoned? How does that happen? Because he's in the rest of God. How do people do these supernatural things and, and accomplish these supernatural feats? In the rest of God. They found a place of rest, hidden in the rock, operating from the cleft of the rock, hidden in Christ. Everything's going to be okay. I just hear that. To anybody who's watching, everything is going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Now, for some people, they'll receive that. Some people will fight those words. Don't be the one that fights those words. Be the one that says, Lord, you just said it. You said it through Pastor Brian. I receive it right now. I receive everything. It'll be all right. And as you do it, you'll sense it like the rest of God. I receive that. I take hold of that right now. And you'll sense the rest of God received into, into your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We receive it right now. We thank you. We praise you. Glory to God. Lord, thank you for your rest. Lord, you're pouring that out right now. You're helping people. Your word says that if we'll come to you, help us. Lord, thank you for your help, right? 
Lord, bring about your supernatural help right now. Bring about that rest of God. Uh, bring about that peace that even in the midst of the storm, they have a smile on their face and joy in their heart, knowing they are being led to triumph right in the midst of it. People look on with awe and wonder and how do you do this? And, and all of a sudden you walk through, you walk out of the storm. <laughs> oh, glory to God. People's mouths will drop and the Father will be pleased. Let that be their testimony. I just praise you for it and I thank you. Jesus. Hey, glory to God. Did you receive something today? Did that help you? Did it help you? We'll talk some more about rest tomorrow. And uh, if you'd like to give today, you're welcome to go to giveww.org. You know what to do. You can partner with us. You don't have to. It's, we sow this broadcast into you free. If you make a choice out of love that you want to sow into us and sow into what we're doing, getting the good news of Jesus Christ around the world, you can partner one time or partner you know, ongoing on a recurring basis. Anybody who gives today, I just want to pray. Father, no matter how they're given or where they're given, take the love and the intentional purpose heart that they're giving with. Multiply that with their seed for a supernatural return. Quickly, abundantly, multiply the increase in this year. We thank you for it and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. We love you so very much. Be blessed, and we'll see you tomorrow. Here's, I believe, Marky to wrap everything up. We love you. I don't know how I was supposed to do the outro after that. That was so good. Oh, thank you, Lord. That was so good. If you haven't shared it with someone, share it. It's a life-changing message. And um, if I can get through it, I'm going to tell you we have some amazing announcements. So we have Kickstart coming up. It's going to be so good. It's, it, it's life-altering. It's life-changing. It's not just a meeting of, oh, this is going to be a good meeting. It's, this is going to change your life if you're here for it. So as, you, as you're led to do so, if you're led, if you have any type of pull to come, make sure you make it happen. The Lord, I mean, be led, but it's going to be really good. So that, as we put up, that's February 7th through 11th. Also, if you're in the area, even if you're not, we're going to be having Holy Ghost Weekend. It's going to be, let me pull up the dates. It is the 14th of this month through the 16th. The 14th is on a Friday through the 16th. It's a Holy Ghost Weekend. If you're not familiar with it, it is a series of services or a ser series of uh, events of prayer night and then Soul Winning Saturday, and then Holy Spirit Sunday, where we have a Sunday afternoon service. It's always so good. Make sure you hear part of every part of that. Don't just pick and choose. Be a part of every part, because it's always so encouraging. As you give to the Lord and say, hey, I'm setting a time, aside time to go to Kickstarter. I'm setting aside time to go to Holy Ghost Weekend. He fills you. He's always so good and so faithful. You can't give to him, and he doesn't give back. You can't outgive God. So set in your heart to do these things as you're led. It's going to be so good. And we will see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for sharing the broadcast. Every person that you sent this to, every like, every comment where you're supporting the gospel message going out. Thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow. We love you. Bye.